Welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from pop culture, and then we talk about it. I'm Sky, And I am Jake. And we're watching the Mighty Ducks, episode 18? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know the answer. I it mean, is 18. I phrased it like a statement, but it was a question. Um, the Buzz Blitzman, the Mighty Duck. I don't think... Do cartoons still tell you the title at the beginning like this? Because if they don't, they should. All television shows should. I, I do like not it. remember. I, I don't remember the last modern cartoon I watched. I... I don't... Maybe no, because everything's streaming and you can just look up the... As part of the That's thing. true, yeah. That you, it's what you've clicked on. Yeah. Cool. Everything should have a fancy title card like it's Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> or Frasier. Frasier. Frasier's coming back, bitch. Hooray. Aren't you excited? No, I, I don't care one way or the uh, other. They, uh, I saw it was coming back and it's going to be on Paramount Plus streaming. Oh, good. I'll pay uh, for that. I. That's what I said. And then I looked further into it. Uh, there's going to be more Avatar on it. Not the, at the not good Avatar. The, the Avatar the, that you like. Yeah, The Last Airbender in yes. that world? Okay. Because they're expanding that universe, so they're putting stuff on there and on Nickelodeon. Okay. Uh, they're bringing back the Rugrats, which I don't. I know you don't care about, but I care about it for two to three episodes <laughs> before I lose interest. Uh, okay. They're bringing back Frasier. Reno 911, new episodes of that are going to be on there. That could be good. It could be. Uh, it was not good on Quibi, but they also only had eight minutes at a time. Right. So... I mean that's enough time for a, a short that they would do. Yeah, it just it didn't. It's not what I wanted. I wanted a short. good episode, and it, I didn't yeah. get it. <laughs> there were some got... good concepts that didn't get fleshed out. Right. Um, Reno nine one one so fucking good though. I know, and uh, so the further so I looked, racist. <laughs> further I looked into it, the more I was like, ah, son of a bitch, am I gonna have to get Paramount Plus <laughs> to get a second job for all these fucking streaming services? <laughs> I'm sure there's a bundle somewhere. <laughs> no, there's not yet. Not for all of them. Uh, we have Apple TV Plus, or Apple Plus TV, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but we've had it for a couple weeks now, and we haven't watched anything on it. Sure. It's got all that Snoopy. Okay. That's not a selling point for me, but I know how much you like it. I mean, he's For right. a moment, yeah. Um, you also, like it seasonally. Yeah. I did, also, we're not paying for it. I bought a new iPad, and they were like, want free for sure. a year? And I said, okay. I mean, that's, what I, that's why I had Disney Plus initially. It was like, oh, you have unlimited with <laughs> Verizon? Here's a free year of Disney Plus. Yeah, uh, and now they're like, oh, you like The Mandalorian? You're going to watch WandaVision? Now we're jacking up the price. Yeah. I hit, I hit the thing with my <laughs> knuckle, and it really hurt. <laughs> to go lay down. Uh, I wasn't going to renew Disney Plus, but then I remembered we were doing Mighty Ducks and I needed it. Yeah, so. you stupid son of a bitch. And now there's WandaVision, so I'll be on for a little while. Uh, and then we get a week off, and then we get um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then we get probably another week off, and then we get Bad Batch, and then we get another week off, and we get Loki, and then Hawkeye is later this year, and Miss Marvel, and then Book of Boba Fett happens. Sky, it's a fucking buffet of quality content that we're... Where else are we going to get that? It sounds more like $14.99 a month for one show. Well, (laughs) at a time. It's not $14.99, so... Well, it's it's bundled into my Hulu. Oh, well, it's only $6.99 a month. For a penny more, you get ESPN+. Plus. Cool. You know how much I'd use that. I know, you love it. I love sports. You love ESPN. 
They should have BattleBots on ESPN. That would make me watch it. Absolutely. Also, what if, what if BattleBots is on Paramount Plus? Will you get it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, on, uh, tell me BattleBots isn't a sport. It's great. I didn't tell you it wasn't. Exactly. I'm saying uh, to like the subjective you, not you specific you, just like a collective you. Oh, you know how like, like some people are like that's not a sport, but then NASCAR's a sport. <laughs> I don't know if that's on ESPN Plus. Though. <laughs> it's probably its own streaming app. It probably costs a shitload of money. Yeah, probably. Season pass forty nine ninety nine a year. I mean, it, when we were kids, it was just on. Like, well, yeah, this is the only thing on the we Saturday had, afternoon. I was gonna say we only had ten channels, maybe if even ten sounds high. Ten, well, ten but but like one of them was the church channel, and one of them was in Spanish. <laughs> so uh, you couldn't watch that, and only five of them came in. Yeah. So. We grew up on antennas, everyone. That's right. It was terrible. It was an awful time to be alive. I feel like Channel 5 barely came in. What are we doing? Who cares? Ducks. This is more fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I legitimately don't know how we got here in this conversation. Uh, doesn't matter. But I remember being very upset when Ninja Turtles moved to a channel that didn't come in at my house. Did it? Did that happen? Yeah. Oh, no. I think it was Channel 5 or oh. 2. Did not come in. I was pissed off. <laughs> like my angry little sky. A lot of your life is coming together where it <laughs> took a turn. A lot of the veneer came off my childhood real fast. <laughs> when I learned there was no God or Santa. <laughs> because neither God nor Santa would have allowed the Ninja Turtles <laughs> to be ripped away from you like that. That's correct. And now you have them all on DVD and you just I do. hold them as you sleep and cry. <laughs> What else do you do with your DVDs? I don't know. <laughs> you seem fidgety. I don't know where to put my hands. <laughs> We're in different chairs today, so I don't know where to. I don't know what to do with my hands. There's no armrest. I'll just hold them here. <laughs> do you need me to go get you two mugs that you can? <laughs> yes, please. And tell me if I spill them, they'll slap me. <laughs> spill them to the tippy top. This feels very natural. <laughs> uh, you can go ahead and hit play. No. Uh, so. <laughs> So I'm just gonna, it's playing already. Did it hear I'm me or did you hit this the here so you can do it? So we open up um, and there's a guy pulling into the haunted house from Beetleborgs. <laughs> um, and then Flapper comes out of an organ <laughs> and screams at some children. Is that what happens in that? It's not now what happens in I, that. I'm sure we've mentioned it before in this, but the very first test run of this was us trying to watch Beetleborgs, but it was too bad. We couldn't get through two episodes. <laughs> There's a rapping grandma. <laughs> and I, sure I forgot completely about how Flabber had candles that sang at him. Yeah, the candles that the, were women, but they the sang. Pips, the pipes. Uh, the pipettes. That's it. Is that it? Mm, yes. Um... And also there's just a demon under the stairs that never gets addressed again. It was it was dumb and bad. We did not see them Beetleborg, I don't think. Uh, no, I don't think they did in that first episode. I think maybe they got prestoed at the end, and then we didn't see them do anything with that. Yeah. But anyway, this guy pulls up. Some guy we've never seen before. Um, he looks like a mustacheless Geraldo Rivera. And he's all jumpy and jittery. He's got a briefcase. Well, he's going into a haunted house. You'd be jittery as well. I guess that's true. Um, it's, it's either Hillhurst Mansion or the Casper Mansion. I can't tell which. It's not fun enough to be Casper. There's no 
opulent staircase. I feel like I think about and talk about Casper <laughs> enough that I should probably watch it again. But also, what if it's not good? What if it takes some of the shine off of it? I don't think it was good. I don't think you should watch uh, it. No, I think it was great. There I... are three ghosts and their name are Fat, So Stinky, and Stretch. That's yeah. funny. Is it? Yes! Dan Aykroyd comes eat... running out. Yeah, because he's a ghostbuster. Yeah. Remember when they eat all that food and it drops out of their butts? Kinda. Yeah, that's funny. Remember that time Dan Aykroyd got a blowy from a ghost? Yeah, that's a different movie. Oh, okay. No, I was talking about in real life. Oh. That's how he tells it. Is that what's wrong with him now? <laughs> now it's all that crystal head vodka. <laughs> what, an, what an extravagant name for your vodka. Um, but a guy comes out and greets uh, the jumpy fella, and he's green and spotted and looks ominous. Kind of like Lurch from the Adams Family, but talkative instead. Um, and it's clearly Chameleon, because he's got spots. Yeah, I thought this was going to be a haunted house episode, but it's not. Uh, The the house has actually nothing to do with it. Yeah. He changes back to Chameleon almost immediately. Yeah. So no one was fooled. I was for a split second. (laughs) So while inside, Chameleon changes into a regular guy to introduce the guy he brought in to Draganis. Um, It's uh, Fred Singer from Unbridled Technologies. Um... I guess Dragonus knows who this is. Yeah, I guess they've, they're pen pals, or Dragonus has been catfishing him. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I hope it's that one. Yeah. He's but, like, your boobs don't look like the boobs in the picture. To be fair, he doesn't seem to be surprised to see Dragonus. So he has, if he was catfishing, he did a really shitty job, or he, <laughs> this is a genuine romance. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> so Dragonus yells at him and says, I hope you brought me something valuable. And uh, Singer drops his, his briefcase, and out comes a bunch of stuff, including a pack of smokes? For sure, that's cigarettes. It won't pause fast enough for me to... Well, the technology's there, but not quite. Right. I can't go by frame by frame. But that seems it like a weird thing. Of this. I'll buy some stupid shit, but the... I mean, <laughs> I, would, I would have probably bought this, honestly. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, Singer uh, scrambles in his briefcase and he pulls out a sheet that has a bunch of molecular structures drawn on it. Dragonus recognizes it immediately as beryllium crystal structure. Well, it's almost the structure of beryllium crystals, but there's some information missing apparently. To the formula. The structure is fine. He says it's identical Uh structurally. But he doesn't have a formula. So he recognizes that those circles are the structure, but he needs to know what each circle is? I guess. Okay. And for some reason, that's not already proposed on that form. <laughs> this child's poster board of a project. Yeah. It's, a, it's got real science fair energy. It really does. But apparently, Dragon, this isn't enough to go on. So Draconis yells at Singer to go get more of the formula. He's like, well, the scientist who came up with it hasn't written it down yet. So he tells uh, Chameleon, and in a surprisingly tender gesture, like tickles under his chin. Yeah, like you would a good boy dog. <laughs> He's like, go get that formula. And like a good dog, uh, Chameleon just says, okay. And he turns into a dude with a plunger. He, he looks like if you took the guard from Animaniacs and like tr- drew him like more as a real person instead of a cartoon. Yeah, that's fair. I think that guy's name is Ralph. Yes, it is. 
I guess that's the end for Mr. Singer. Because <laughs> we don't he's see him again. By dragons, I suppose. I guess. It could be what he's into, so who yeah. knows. Uh, but we do jump over to the ponds. No, no, Unbridled to, Technologies. Right. It says on that sign right there. Yes. Uh, it's just there's somebody watching Mighty Ducks uh, play hockey. The Ducks pulled a, a win out at the end when they were losing, but then they didn't. We see this kid who's got Duck Orange's uh, hairstyle and Mallory's glasses. They've all kind of got that, like... Too big hair? Yeah, too big in the front to, for it to work, you know, in our current gravity. Yeah, he looks like a less cool uh, kid vid from the Burger King's Kids Club. And he has exactly the voice you'd think. <laughs> yeah. That high-pitched, nerdy, nasally situation. Yeah, but he's in his race car bed, so you know how cool he is. I mean, his room is pretty cool. Well, yeah, if you've been abducted by a... By a clandestine organization. They do try to keep you cool if they need you to build weapons of mass destruction yeah. or whatever. Um, but the kid pulls a poster out from under his bed, which seems like a weird place for him to keep it, where he's going to go to Wacky Golf Land, where the Mighty Ducks are going to be in person. I don't know how he got it, uh, this this form. Yeah, because he can't leave. Right. And the internet isn't the quite what it is yet. He's, I mean, maybe he's part of some sort of Mighty Ducks fan club that sends him things like this. That would track, but it, like... It, I mean, that seems like a thing Phil would do. Yeah. For $40 a month. <laughs> yeah, the latest up-to-date. Sure. But when you're not allowed to leave, I bet they monitor what's coming in pretty heavily. For sure, but they, I mean, there's nothing explicit or problematic about this in and of itself. Because they think they've got him locked in here. They don't think he can get out. So whatever, let him see a flyer. Sure. But uh, the kid reveals that he um, is having feelings about uh, Mallory that he probably doesn't quite understand yet, and is going through some body changes that also not quite getting. Yeah, and he clearly doesn't have a VHS copy of Howard the Duck to see duck moves, <laughs> so he has to fantasize about Mallory. That's right. Um, <clears throat> though he does say that he's into her slap shot, but we know, we know. Yeah, we means, see right through you, Bernie. He means her slap shot. You know, you know. What's he wants to see her slap his shot. Yes, that's any one of those euphemisms would work. I think. <laughs> uh, so, um, some guy comes in and he asks about the crystal super fuel uh, if it's done yet, and the kid's like, "It's all in my brain. I have. I'm not going to write it down until you let me leave." Which is fair. It seems like a pretty transactional relationship they have. Uh, we don't find out till later, but apparently this kid's parents died and this company abducted him, so... I, I They claim that he's working for them, but yeah, he... You can't employ a child and not let him leave the facility, I don't think. <laughs> There's several laws that prevent that, that you, dynamic. You can do whatever you want if no one finds out. That's true. But that just kind of, that doesn't take away from it being super illegal. <laughs> uh, but the the kids he wants to be called Buzz. Uh, Buzz Blitzman, that's his name. You know, like Buzz Aldrin, but different. Um, I mean, yes, just like your name's the same as someone else's, but not. Yeah, there were like thirty buzzes in my neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know. That's a Thirty Rock quote. Oh, okay. Because Liz Lemon's mom almost married Buzz Aldrin. That's a show I should rewatch. It's a good Community. show. Community's probably fine, but it is fine. But Thirty Rock is great. That's very true. It's very well thought out, and you know, genuinely funny. 
Yes. And there's an episode with Donald Glover who like does a cameo. He also, he also wrote it. Yeah, I know. So. But like he's on screen for like a second where he's impersonating Tracy Jordan. And he sings on the werewolf bar mitzvah. Does he? So, yes. <laughs> Perfect. So the the kid swears vengeance, by which I mean he's gonna go outside. Uh, and then he jumps onto his, I don't know, ominous, com- like, evil scientist computer setup. I mean, when, setup. You're, when you're smart and you work for a evil chemical corporation or whatever this is, you got to have a, a real creepy setup like that. Yeah, it's like 50 computers smooshed together um, when really all he probably needs is, like, a laptop and, like, a cooling station. Not at this point. This, uh, computers are big and hot. <laughs> yeah, but they're also using like future tech, and there's aliens and stuff. I guess that's true. Um, so he's like, "I kn- there's one time they will unlock all the doors, and that's for a fire drill, which is good because that's what you should do." Yeah. Otherwise, people will burn to death. Yes, but also, he said the ducks are the- their thing is the next day. Yep. And so he's making this fire alarm now. Yep. Is he just gonna wander around all night? He's probably gonna go to his super secret hideout. I, yeah, I go guess in the morning. that's true. Yeah, because there's nothing scary about an abandoned theme park in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, he probably doesn't know that it's scary. He's lived a pretty sheltered life, <laughs> I guess. That's true. So he does trigger an alarm, and then he goes outside of his room, and then we see Chameleon futzing with some controls or something. He, like, he... <laughs> Took a plate off the wall and just fucking around on the insides. Yeah, I mean, if you, you're disguised as a guy and you gotta just kill time, why not just take something apart? You don't have to fix it. <laughs> yeah, but also, why didn't you just teleport in? But whatever. Snatch him and then leave? Yeah, that makes more sense. Like you'd do if you were a child abductor with teleportation powers. Yeah. Uh, Chameleon notices that it's the kid and he asks him for a hand, and the kid is rude and says, I'm kind of busy. Yeah, everyone in this is rude. Um,. A chameleon just turns back into a, an alien, and the kid doesn't have a reaction to that. Did, I feel like maybe chameleon has a time limit on how long it can be something, because he's never anything for more than 10 to 15 seconds at a time. I think that he just has a, like an attention complex where he needs you to look at him, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, boom, I tricked ya! I did it! <laughs> Fooled you, idiot. C- yeah, I, maybe it's like he can only be changed as long as you're not looking at him. <laughs> Once you notice him, he changes right back. He's only invisible if you're not looking. That's right. Just like Cisco. <laughs> it's a good movie. We should watch that. Is that his name in that? It's Cisco? No, but that's who played him. No, that's Keenan. Uh, that's Kel Mitchell. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. I could have. I would have sworn that it was Cisco. No, it's Kel. Okay. I'm going to choose to believe you. I don't think that it is, but I... I can't look it up because you have my phone, so you have to look it up. <laughs> nah, it's fine. So, uh... I will get them the alarms continue right to go off. And the kid stomps on Chameleon's foot. Uh, apparently Chameleon wasn't ready for that or trained for it. Uh, and the kid runs out. And Chameleon's just like, well, I give up now. But he did put a tracker beacon on him. Um, and then he looks into the ca- directly at us, the audience, and asks for our help. And it was super weird. <laughs> First off, I don't want it. Second of all, what the fuck am I going to do, man? Yeah. This was released a long time ago. That kid is long (laughs) dead by now. (laughs) That kid is sued for emancipation and is well beyond our reach. He's older than we are. Might be about our age. So, um, Siege is working on a assault vehicle. 
But they don't say that. He says, the escape pod conversion. Which we find out later is an assault vehicle, but it just seemed like a weird thing to be doing. Yeah. He is just over there with some robots uh, making sparks. Wrath yeah. is nowhere to be seen. He's not in this episode. Um, so we cut to the next day. Apparently that kid, I don't know, hid wherever it is he hid and yes, survived the night. In wacky golf land. Maybe. I This kid's sense of direction is pretty impeccable. I would not have been able to make it anywhere if I was in a facility that uh, never let me leave. I'm really surprised you could make it back here every time you come here. <laughs> You're like a, a lost cat and it comes home, but the opposite. Thanks? I, I guess. I don't know. So the ducks land their plane and then they go to their uh, their grand opening or whatever. Wacky Golf Land is just welcoming the Mighty Ducks. I don't know to what or what they're doing there. I think I think it's just a, an appearance. Okay. Because there's a whole hierarchy system already established here with King Duffer, <laughs> so it's not this place isn't new. That's true. So King Duffer is a clown from the neck to the to the forehead. Then golfer's hat, then crown, then and a cape, but then he's dressed like a regular golfer from the neck down. Yeah. There's so many things going on. He's a golf king clown. And his scepter is like a gold version of the thing that you would use to fish golf balls out of a pond. <laughs> is it? I think so. <laughs> it's what it looks like to me anyway. The ducks aren't happy about this, and they're wearing their out-of-town jerseys. Yeah, they're away jerseys. I With guess that's what they are. The weird ditto. Uh, in the upcoming Mighty Ducks show, where the ducks are the bad guys, <laughs> um, their logo looks a lot like that. Weird. But, like, obviously with more detail in real life, so it's not, <laughs> it doesn't get, like, blurred into, like, a weird... It's not just a, an angry ditto. Yeah. Um, yeah, Duck Orange is, isn't happy about... Uh, them being here. Phil booked this and then just said, get off the plane, we're going somewhere, I guess, because this is them all finding out about it. I guess so. I guess, even though there's all the flyers printed and whatever, they're not a, they're not privy to that sort of thing. I mean, I guess it's an airtight contract that he yeah, has with them. I guess so. Um, but Phil's like, look, this fucking guy, even though he's dressed like a clown, is has a lot of pull in this society, I guess. And then the kid comes running through the crowd. He's like, oh, the ducks! And then he storms the stage and starts screaming questions at them. I think my favorite thing about the Mighty Ducks, this show and the regular Mighty Ducks, is just how 90s their color scheme is. <laughs> just, it's a maroon and a teal-ish. Is it teal? So yeah, I would say it's teal. It's, it's just those shades of those two colors are not something you're going to find in society today. No, because it's a bad color combination. It really is. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Would you say that that teal was the color of my first car? It was real yeah, close. I would say so. Mighty it's Ducks teal. Definitely Riverside teal. Yeah, yep. But they never pair that up with maroon, so you don't think about it when you're No, not why would you? You're busy thinking about not dying. Right. Or or going into work, because you're either there because you have to work there. Yeah. I was there a lot because my mom worked there, and yeah. I had to bring her something. <laughs> I was there because I worked there yeah. a lot. And it was well... I was like five years in when I realized that, oh, I'm smiling and being polite to everybody and people are responding because they're here because of a tragedy. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's not a tragedy. Sometimes they have babies. Yeah. Well, but that's a small window. A small tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
depends on your point of view, I guess. Um, it's got to be pretty traumatic for the baby. Well, I mean, it's traumatic for the mom. Who's ripped from navel to asshole. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Your body strips in half and a baby falls and then you out. Poop on it. Yeah, in front of strangers, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so uh, Mallory gets fed up with uh, not Mallory Tanya gets fed yeah. up with uh, the kids constant talking and tells him to buzz off if they will give you an autograph and you can fuck right off, kid. Yeah, they're mean to him. You know how in the Incredibles when Mister Incredible <laughs> is like fuck off, buddy, and then Buddy becomes the villain. That's really what they're setting up here. Yeah. At least in that, like, Mr. Incredible's trying to do something. Yeah. Here they're just milling about on a this stage. Is, this is literally what they're here for. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be fair, it was sprung on them, but still. <laughs> I mean, they had to know at least a little bit. Right. I don't think Phil's flying the fucking plane. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but the uh, dragons show up, and they just start shooting wildly. Um, and Siege comes running up and yells, rip it up, while giggling to himself. Uh, he's having a good old time. <laughs> he's been uh, cooped up in the garage converting <laughs> the um, escape pod. Guess so. So the the dragon bots explode the weird clown head that the ducks were under, and nobody gets crushed, but they do get slightly annoyed. What did you say earlier? That these ducks are explosion-proof? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see that in a bit. Oh, did that? Was that not when? It, yeah, it's coming up. Oh, sorry. Um, so like Mallory is using a puck blaster to shoot robots, and the kid is asking him her rapid fire questions, and she's like, "Can you? Can you not right now? Right now is not a great time." You're right. She actually says, "You're fucking up my aim." <laughs> but like, should have yeah. accidentally shot him. Yeah, here's the, th- the kid. It's it's a firefight situation. You should not just like hang out right now. And Wildwing eventually moves him to a mushroom grove. I, I mean, I, I guess maybe it's like a, uh, a mini golf course. Yeah, exactly, like a mini golf hole where it's like, oh, I'm on the mushroom hole. Yeah. So also, oh, mushroom hole sounds gross. <laughs> sure does. It sounds like something we would have seen in Tier to Know, <laughs> where the fairy orgies take place. Yeah. That's what a fairy ring is. <laughs> uh, so all the ducks um, hide in one area for cover. Which is dumb because uh, they've literally become sitting ducks. Yeah, and Siege pulls out a grenade and tosses it into this castle. Um, most of the ducks aren't shooting guns; it's just Wildwing and Mallory. But either of them could have shot that in the air, right? Yeah. Or I expected uh, Wildwing to like put up the shield. That's his whole thing. Or why don't they have a hockey stick just to blast it back at him with? <laughs> yeah, isn't that a thing? Sure. Why wouldn't it be? I, I mean, uh, my Mighty Duck OC had a uh, hockey stick that was a sword. And you just pull it out like a sword cane. Did you make a Mighty Duck original character? I did. Oh, okay. I liked this cartoon. Oh, back in the day. Yeah. Not, oh, not you right ma- now. Yeah, not right now. <laughs> I was like, why is this the first thing? 18 <laughs> episodes in. <laughs> no. Okay, um, that makes more sense. That yeah. tracks. So the castle's leveled. Um, King Duffer is going to have quite the insurance claim on his hands. Yeah. Can you claim active aliens? I guess so. I think by this point, if you live in Anaheim, you've probably, like, adjusted your insurance policy to include if the Mighty Ducks show up and start shooting at dragons. (laughs) 
Yeah. Ooh, your policy says if the dragons start shooting first, we pay you. But the, the ducks started shooting first, mm, so that sucks. Uh, we're gonna raise your we're gonna I'm raise your deduction. Super sorry about that. Here's fifty dollars. Good luck. <laughs> Here's a fifty dollar gift card to Starbucks. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Yeah. So the castle falls in on the ducks, and they are fine. They just push it apart. They didn't get exploded at all, even though a whole building fell down on them. Um, now Sky said they were explosion proof. Right. And Siege grabs the kid, um, which was way more difficult than it needed to be. Um, and instead of teleporting, he walks around a little bit while the kid yells at how the ducks are going to kick his ass. Um, and while the show would be so much better with swearing. <laughs> yeah. Wildwing comes over and, like, body checks Siege into a fountain uh, and takes the kid back. That's pretty much where... There we go. And then they escape into the plane. This is really Siege's fault. He should have teleported when he had the chance. Yeah. Whatever. So they take the kid to the comic shop, which makes sense. Yeah. Comic shop also has some arcade games in it, which is pretty cool. Um, And the kid, the entire time, is just screaming about, uh, like his own superhero bullshit. I just thought that he was describing what was happening like in the game because none of the ducks are near him or listening to him. Yeah, he's just screaming words. I mean, I'll be honest, I wasn't paying attention either because I thought he was just doing some dumb kid stuff. <laughs> so, uh, they realize that he has a crush on Mallory and they want to find out why he is being chased by the dragons and he won't tell them. So they're like, why don't you use your feminine wiles and uh, show him your tits or whatever, and then we can understand what's happening. What do duck nipples look like? He wants to find out. <laughs> um, so she's resistant, but then she walks over and uh, starts trying to talk to him. He's like, why is Draganis after him? Or after you? And he says, because I made enemies, being uh, a science boy. And she gets super pissed that he doesn't just spill. But luckily... Chameleon found him, and he walked in with a like a hunchback gun. He's got the gun that Bill Burr has in in The Mandalorian. <laughs> kind of shoulder gun. <laughs> I mean, that was a whole arm. The shoulder mounted thing that he had—that was a whole arm that moved around and stuff. Well, yeah, but it's just a gun that comes up and shoots. No, that's he has. This, Chameleon has more of a the Predator gun, where it's oh, just shoulder mounted. It's just mounted. Yeah. It doesn't fold up. Right. Give you the finger. But yeah, Chameleon starts shooting up the store, but not a lot of collateral damage happens, luckily. Thank God for Mookie and, and Thrash. Right. And the ducks kind of go to work. There's some dragon robots also. Uh, and somehow the fucking kid has a gun and he's just shooting wildly. I mean, I guess one of them just left it sitting around. Sure. Hey, hold my gun, I'm gonna take a shit. <laughs> and Mallory is understandably pissed off that he's just shooting wildly in the air. Um... And takes the gun from him. Which doesn't make sense, because, like, if you were this little kid, and you were at one point, like, you would Trying know, to bang a duck? Yeah. You would know at least what to shoot at, and, like, the general idea of how to shoot a gun. Yeah. Don't aim it everywhere and pull the trigger constantly. Right, yeah. At least point it at the dragons and start shooting. Right. But that was not his instinct. So, uh, he runs away after Mallory yells at him, and the the ducks kill the dragon robots and Chameleon teleports away. And then they realize that he's not there anymore. Where could he have gone? I really thought he was going to steal the plane. I also thought that's where this was headed. He did not. This time. Uh, so Mallory feels bad 
She's like, I should have shown him my boobs. <laughs> I shouldn't have popped off at him like that. Oh yeah, that's what she says. Yeah. I mean, she should have shown him. I mean, that's probably illegal, but again, I don't know how many laws apply to them. We don't know how old they are. Ducks age different times. Yeah. So she grabs a motorcycle and nosedive, and she's like, that kid was talking about a place, and we're going to go to that place. So we jump over to the, the raptor where uh, Lord Dragonis is yelling at the goons because they couldn't pick up some kid. Um, but Siege is like, well, even though I wasn't there to do it, the assault vehicle's ready now. Yeah, I finished my job. <laughs> So I guess they're going to use that, and we jump back to Mallory and Nosedive as they drive on their motorcycle. I thought it was weird that Nosedive didn't bother grabbing his own. I guess he yeah. also wanted to hug Mallory. I what, did. Did any of them get destroyed in all of the driving Probably. last week? I mean, the, we've seen them explode before. But we cut to the kid. He's at some abandoned amusement park. Seaside amusement park. He's it's alone. Just- and he's just repeating, everybody hates me. And I've never identified with a child character before. Jesus. I don't hate you. I just find you distasteful, Scott. <laughs> um, but sure enough, Mallory and Nosedive pull up exactly where he was. Under the... Aquaman statue? Yeah, of Aquaman riding a seahorse. <laughs> yeah. And then the kid re- tells them about how his parents used to bring him here before the accident. We don't find out what the accident is, but clearly they die because he's like, I'm an orphan. Yeah. Or actually Mallory asks, oh, so you're an orphan. <laughs> you know, super, super, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tactfully. Listen, you're a child in a cartoon. You're probably an orphan. <laughs> Parents just get in the way of antics. So you gotta get rid of them. That's true. Look at Walt Disney. He murdered everyone's parents. Sure. I don't think he was an orphan, though. Well, I'm 90% certain he was. <laughs> Um, so Mallory sits down next to the kid, and instead of him saying, I was abducted by the fucking technology firm, they own me now, um, he's like, how come you hate me? And Mallory says, I don't, um, you're just unlikable. (laughs) Um, you're a real piece of shit, kid. (laughs) Remember how you grabbed a gun and started shooting wildly? We could have died in that, because you made a mistake. Um. But then he launches into what he does at Unbridled Technology, and the kid has made jet engines, fuels, and an all-day formula for a bubblegum. A bubblegum that they, they've had and enjoy. Yeah, Mallory's a big you, fan. I bet you $1 billion, Sky, that if I gave a real duck bubblegum, it would die almost <laughs> immediately. Well, I don't think ducks have saliva. So I don't think it would get all, like, goopy, but it would definitely choke to death. I think you're correct. Yeah. Ducks are stupid. They live to die choking. <laughs> they're just trying to get by, man. No, they're not. They're trying to walk into traffic. They don't try to walk into traffic. They just do it. <laughs> yeah, that's geese who are doing it on purpose. <laughs> uh, there's some book about a, either a duck or a swan who can't make a quack sound, so it learns how to write with a chalkboard. Um, but ducks can't read, so it had to learn how to play the trumpet. The trumpeter swan? That could be it. That sound, this all sounds very familiar, so what you're saying is correct. Yeah. Uh, I just mostly remember in my head, think about how the kid had to cut the webbing in the duck's foot so it could manipulate the different valves oh. of the trumpet. It seems upsetting. Yeah. For, like, for some reason, 
little me as teacher was reading it couldn't help but imagine what it would feel like to cut through that i imagine it was like rubber like a base like a basketball just field little sky it. just thinking about what it would feel like to cut through animals yeah but i'm sitting there <laughs> but that's what it would feel like yeah yeah it would and then and then this is what it would feel like as i cut through his bones <laughs> and this is how Exactly when the screaming would stop as I cut through his vocal cords. Just wait for that snap. Yeah, you gotta get the larynx, otherwise they uh, just keep They're yelling. Screamy. We'll just keep yelling. Um, so then Nosedive has a pretty important thing to say. He's for in this situation, he's the smart one because Mallory's a dullard. Yes. <laughs> Is that a compilation or a portmanteau of dumb Mallard? No, she's just an idiot. Yeah. Um, he's like, you know how. The dragons keep fighting this kid. Maybe they, they put some sort of tracking thingy on him. And they did. Yeah. They find it basically immediately. It's underneath his collar. Yeah. What if it was in his butt? <laughs> I think the kid would have noticed that. Or actually crapped it out by now. <laughs> sure. Um, but sure enough, the dragons are there and they shoot the uh, Aquaman statue, which sucks. Because that Aquaman statue was great. Have you seen the trailer for Luca yet? The next Pixar movie? Where Italians are racist against mermaids? I don't think so. Oh, you should watch it. <laughs> it's a pretty strong elevator pitch you just gave me. Uh, that's what it's about. <laughs> I mean, it's Pixar, so that's what it's about on the surface, but underneath it's about probably like existentialism in your soul and things like that. And how your feelings have feelings? Yeah. <laughs> so dragon robots show up. Uh, they blow up the thing, and then they punch Nosedive to the ground immediately to start wailing on him, which is pretty funny. Which is how you should fight things. Yeah, teleport in while punching, like Nightcrawler. Mallory goes to a carousel, and she it gets exploded, and they're like, well, that's taken care of. Um, and they grab Nosedive, and then they teleport away, like they should have in the first place. So Mallory's fine. She just got knocked down a little bit, so she throws the thing off, and then she uses her... Uh, wrist calm to alert everybody that some bad shit went down. Without her explaining it, Tanya tells her to put the homing chip she took off him into the, the motorcycle. Luckily, it is compatible. And she's able to reverse engineer the tracking system to locate where the, the raptor is. I think Tanya has designed all of this to just every possible scenario. She is prepared. Yes. At all times. So we jump to the raptor. Chameleon is dragging the kid in. Nosedive is tied to a bed. A dragon bed. Dragon tube bed. Uh, Draganus is happy to see the kid. And he's like, I'm going to shoot this guy into space unless you give me the uh, formula to the crystals. It's weird that everything on the ship works just fine without the power source. Yeah, it is odd. I mean, he could be bluffing, I guess. Because we don't see it work. It's true. And the last two seconds take... Five to ten seconds. Yeah. So it's a clocks cartoon. don't work. Yeah. So then he lays out um, two ingredients. So they got the formula, and the, surprisingly, the bad guy is going to double-cross the kid, and he's going to shoot them both into space. Yeah, he's going to tie them together by their feet and shoot them into space. <laughs> Which, you know, probably good. Also, maybe don't do that in case the kid was lying. Yeah. Because that's what I would have done. Um. And then we see Mallory pull up to the spooky mansion, uh, and uh, the corpse of Mr. Singer is just out there. It's not. It'd be good, though. 
Brian Singer, the director of X-Men 2? No, the, the, United? the guy from the first oh, part. part of the, yeah. So the other ducks are going to meet him there, but then uh, the Siege... The weirdest part of this episode happens. Yeah, Siege rolls out, and he's in the assault vehicle. Oh, wait, no, you... you before this, oh. the weirdest part happens, where where Jeff Duke Lorange says, I don't know Something. What, what he says, but then he follows it with, and that doesn't rhyme. Yeah. He said, uh, we're going to get those dragons, something like that. It, it was unnecessary. And then he yeah, concluded it with, that didn't rhyme, which is true of most things. You didn't, yeah, you didn't have I to. Because we got it. Yeah. Sorry, we can move on now. I just... I mean, I do appreciate him being thorough yeah. and overly explaining. I'm going to start doing that on here. <laughs> that didn't rhyme what I just said. That's true. Neither did what you just said. Right. Yep. That uh, so the ducks are shocked at seeing this new vehicle that Siege is driving, and they get into a slight char, char case. Yep. Car chase. Um, and they start shooting at each other, and it's uh, exactly like Twisted Metal, the video game. Except with ducks and dragons. Is that the one where you're, you can be an ice cream truck? And, um... <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Cool. I'm like 90% sure that's that franchise. So we jump back to the raptor. The kid is now strapped to the torpedo bed, and Chameleon does a couple of impressions. First one I do not get. No. The second one is the honeymoon it's guy. It's Ralph Cramden. He's going to shoot. To the moon! Right. But luckily, Mallory comes in and kicks a door open. Or kicks she a door. Really kicks it from, to stop it from closing. Which is kind of kicking it open. I guess so. In a manner of speaking. Then she pulls out a knife and it really looked like she was just going to gut Buzz. Well, she... The precision with which she cuts those ropes, because she just full-blown, like, all her might swings at them. <laughs> Doesn't cut him at all. But cuts yeah. right through those ropes. Pretty impressive, really. Shocking. Um, <laughs> with the same abandon that that kid was shooting a gun earlier. She yeah. swings that knife. Uh, but it turns out fine. Um, the kid also wasn't scared at a knife-wielding alien coming at him, which is fine. I mean, he's got an erection that. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't know She's why. He's the hot one, so. Then we see the ducks and Siege having a shooting fight. This fucking shootout where they're just parked facing each other. Yeah. Taking turns blasting each other. It's real dumb. You guys are in cars, you should keep moving. But Buzz thinks that he can figure out a weak spot. Uh, because they're not able to put a dent in it. So he gets on the computer. Apparently, dragon computers work exactly like people computers. And he notices that there is a weak spot above a missile on the side of the thing. It's an exhaust port. Always the exhaust port. Well, Tanya calls it a blade in just a minute. Uh, I think she said, uh, closed captions say blade, but I, uh, it is I an think she says valve. plate. But with her stupid voice, it sounds like <laughs> blade. Okay. So the ducks abandon the migrator because it gets shot into a bank or something. Uh, two of them draw the fire while Grin and Tanya uh, go and hop on the, the assault vehicle. Grin pulls a bit off and makes a, a witty quip about armor, how it's a, an illusion. And Tanya pulls out a thermal detonator and tosses it inside. Uh, thermal puckinator. <laughs> My mistake. Idiot. We watched 18 of these. <laughs> it looked like a tape measure. <laughs> So it explodes, and then the whole assault thing explodes. I know you said um, this is, uh, we've got a long time without having a an energy monster of any sort, but this might be the third time in a row that Siege has teleported out of a vehicle that's exploding in the, in the end of the episode. Yeah, third time in a row, yeah. Yeah. Because he does not get exploded again. 
Lucky him. But the migrator doesn't seem that fucked up. It did get smashed into a wall, but you know, whatever. And then uh luckily the ducks had a headband for the headband helmet for for Buzz also. <laughs> so the three of them come traveling on a uh, motorcycle to meet up with the rest of the group. And Buzz is like, you know how I said I knew what the formula was? Like, I didn't actually do it. I don't know if it'll work. So, oh, so you're a fucking liar, is what it is. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so we cut to the raptor. We lied to the right people. I, the, he, the people he was employed by and the bad guys. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't think about his employer. Again, I, I, I guess, again, he's not technically legally employed. Maybe he was trying to blow up the facility as well. But but still, he was making it off as though he knew what he was doing, and it upset me. But Draganus believed him and uh, made the crystal, uh, and he's yelling on how he's going to make the planet flat, and he launches the, the raptor, and it flies in the air for a second, and then the crystal that they made explodes. Which does not bode well for the dragon. Right. And it turns out that's real bad for any kind of flying craft. Explosion inside of it. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. So instead of landing like they have with the nose pointing up, um, they crash land with the nose stuck in the ground, um, and nothing else bad happens. And then they shape shift it into, a, or they disguise it as an outhouse. And now, like they they had just gotten used to having all of their doors and floors on one way, and now it's the opposite. Yeah, I guess they're upside down right now. Yeah. I mean, I guess if the, if the gravity is on inside the ship, it's fine. Sure. But that can't be good for the ship to be so close to an actual source of gravity and then, you know, be running artificial gravity because they're constantly pulling at each other. Maybe that's why the power's so low all the time. Yeah, I don't know. But then Siege is like, what if we go kill that kid? And Dragana says, nah, I'm too mad at him. I never want to see him yeah. again. Just go get him. Just do it. You can yeah. teleport in and snap his stupid neck and be done. Fucking chameleon knows where his room is. Yeah. Go murder him. Trianus doesn't want to see the kid again, and that's how it ends? Nope. Oh, there's one more bit. Okay. So we cut back to the pond, and apparently Phil took on the kid as a client pro bono. I don't know how legal this is, because I don't know if a child is allowed to sign a contract. There's got to be some way, right? If your guardian does, and for all we... We don't have a guardian. Yeah, then no one is responsible for you and you fall into the system of fostership. But also seemingly that company, or at least that man in charge of the company, is his legal guardian at the time. Maybe. At this time. So I don't know. But Phil has renegotiated the contract and uh, increased in salary, some perks, and he can go out whenever he wants. And it seems like Phil's being a good guy for once, and it's weird because it's... You Pretty unprecedented. You can't see it, but one of the ducks has a gun to his back. <laughs> sure. Um, and I fully believe that the second that they get this kid back to the compound, they're never letting him out again, and they're just oh. throwing that shit straight in the trash. For sure. But first, uh, Wildwing asks if there's anything else the kid wants to do, and he's like, I want to pilot your spaceship. And they're like, yeah, sure. That's fine. What could go wrong? They go with him. It's not like he's just driving it by himself. Yeah. But it is super weird to let a kid drive your space plane. Yeah, but I mean, Mallory's right there, and I feel like there you can take control from of it from other seats at least. Probably his his wish wasn't for Mallory to go topless, which is a wasted opportunity. Well, sometimes you get two wishes, sometimes you get one. You gotta 
get a choose. Kind of space them out, right? Yeah. But that's how it ends with the kid probably getting screwed over in his contract and probably going back into the system that hates him. <laughs> and will exploit him uh, until he's uh, an until illegal he's adult where he can take his revenge uh, by murdering everyone in the future. In, in no, the, what's this place called? Unbridled Technologies? Thank you. In Unbridled Technologies. Uh, that's how it ends. Jake! What? Um, what's the most terrific part? I think I really like that um, a company adopted slash kidnapped a child. <laughs> that never ends well in anything. Yeah. I, we own him. I feel like it's going to end in a carry situation where he just ends up killing everyone. Yeah. We have a lost girl. She's not claimed in the next 20 minutes. She becomes the property of Blockbuster Entertainment. <laughs> Ruiz guy, what do you think was the most terrific part? Uh, yeah, I got nothing. I'm going to go ahead and say it was that Aquaman statue. Yeah, it was a good Aquaman statue. Right in the seat, worse. <laughs> uh, was the most likable or effective character? Uh, you know who I think did most of their job okay was uh, Chameleon. He got that man in the beginning to come talk to them. Yeah. He managed to... Uh, to, I mean, he just answered the door. That doesn't really count. It still worked. <laughs> he got he got him into the building. I, okay, so I guess he didn't kidnap him from his room. He kidnapped him eventually, though. Yeah, eventually he got a hold of him, because the first time at the golf park, Siege was in charge of that one, and it didn't go well. Right. And then he did kidnap him later, and, he, and even when he didn't kidnap him, he still got to put the uh, tracker on him. So, you know, he was doing all right. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Nosedive this time because he was the most competent one we saw. <laughs> most of the other ducks were absent for this episode, but Nosedive was on top of it this time. It's good for him. Yeah, good job, Nosedive. When paired up with Mallory, you look real gay. <laughs> so Jake, yes. what'd you do for a pop culture palette cleanse? Well, Sky, uh, as I told you earlier, um, off the microphone, I've started watching Community, and it's fine. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's uh, it's there. Yep. Um, I can't... I haven't watched it either, so I can't really voice an opinion one way or the other. Yeah, it's it's fine. I've seen maybe a collective five episodes, and two of them were the paintball ones yeah. that everybody likes. That's mostly what I remember. Also watched Wally. That's very good. I don't know the last time you watched Wally, but you should watch it again. It's very good. It's about it's been a, minute. a little robot, and he's very funny. Number two little robots. Well, yeah, but it's really about the one finding the other. He's the only one left. Yeah. He's got a cockroach best friend. And then he's got a bunch of best friends. All those big round jelly people. And that lady robot. And that cockroach. <laughs> and a plant. Yeah, and that little plant. Um, a thing I didn't realize, and Katie immediately voiced uh, her concern, was about how all those people were going to die when they got back to Immediately, her. yeah. Um, they do in, address it. In the credits, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, hey, here, here's the answer to your question right here. Yeah. They're fine. Because 100%, none of those people would be able to dig a hole or whatever. None of those people will be able to stand in Earth's gravity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Wally, A+, love it. Highly recommend. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's all the big major things that I. Okay. What about you, Sky? Well, um, as you know, I'm a pretty big fan of uh, Dropout, the college humor associated thing. Um, and I've been watching, rewatching, really, uh, this short program they have uh, called Breaking News. 
where it's um, some of the cast are reading prompts that they haven't read before. And they're trying to do it with a straight face as newscasters. Mm-hmm. It's very fun uh, because they give them silly names that they have to keep a straight face on. And a lot of them just cannot keep their shit together. And that's a lot of fun for me. All of that's old, right? Because college humor died. Uh, I don't know how old it is. It's within the last three to four years. Yeah, uh, college um, humor I th- died, I think, last year. So. Yeah, but they are, because it's dropout now, they are producing more stuff. Um, ah. And I've been uh, catching up on Dimension 20, uh, Unsleeping City, through Dropout, which is also very good. I watched a bunch of movies that I wanted to talk about, and I don't remember any of them, but I did watch WandaVision, and I am getting pretty invested. We all watched WandaVision. Yeah. And it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I started out not really caring, and now I'm pretty invested. Well, that's because you go into everything with a bad attitude. Not always. Usually. Not always. Always. <laughs> and I feel like there's probably more, but I do not remember, and I did not write it down. Yeah, I think that will probably do it for this week. Thank you guys very much for listening. Um, you can rate and review on all of the places where you can do that if you feel like it. If not, that's fine too, I guess. Um, you can... <laughs> Follow the show, Fail Pop Culture with Noe at the end. You can email that, email us at failpopculturefailure no, pop at gmail.com. And follow me. I am at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. Oh, and happy uh, Pokemon Day yesterday. I know. I, I didn't know it until the end of the day. I yeah. missed it. Uh, I drew a thing, and then it wasn't great, and then I just kind of gave up on it. I was going to draw me with a, a, a Pokemon on my couch. And then I kind of just stopped. Sky, you live every day like it's Pokemon Day, so... That's true. I keep them in my heart. Always. And in their Pokeballs. Yes. <laughs> uh, they announced remakes of Sinnoh, which is fine. Um, as long as I'm able to use uh, uh, a Shinx and get a Luxray, I will be happy. I don't know what any of those words mean. Yeah, they're, they're kitty cat lightning. I Pokemon. understood and. That's a conjunction. <laughs> and Pokemon. Well, no, just in life. <laughs> sure. But yeah, that'll do. Uh, but that that's it. Uh, thank you guys very much. Uh, as always, Black Lives Matter and defund the police. Stay frosty, everyone.